Hey, hey, hi. Welcome to a Retro Breakdown. Oh, thanks. Welcome to you as well. Well, I meant the listeners, but no, welcome no. to you also. <laughs> just us right now, okay? We're just welcoming it's, each it's other. It's true. It's, it's really just you and me. Like, let's not pretend that at any point recording this podcast has been about anything other than just you and me, like, <laughs> just having an hour to several hour long conversation <laughs> once a week. And recording it and pretending that other people like it. Yeah, yeah, basically. It's cool that they do, I think. I, I appreciate it. I really do. Like, I, I'm I'm not as, like, metrics obsessed with the, like, listener numbers as I was when we started. When I was like, this has to be a successful podcast. Because now it's just something that I'm doing for fun. And because I enjoy talking to you and just having an outlet to just talk about video game stuff that we're doing. And like you said, like you've said before, like, there is a bunch of games that I just would not have ever had the opportunity. Well, not the opportunity, but I wouldn't have had the occasion or a reason to actually touch them and find out what they're about. Sometimes we need a, like uh, an outside force to push us to do something. Yeah, like I wouldn't have played Pulse Man. No, I would have been like, oh, that's cool. I'd like to play it. And then I would have just looked at it and been like, yep, I'm never going to play it probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's so many games that I've like had a good time with and I feel good that i know what they're about now and that yeah, i've like, seen them that like i just battle golf would never ever have had the opportunity or have the, any reason to actually pick up and play mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that's the retro breakdown also welcome to everyone else <laughs> yeah also welcome to everyone else i'm time wanderer <laughs> yeah i'm here hi okay. here <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm tom mm. And we are like 12 hours removed from one of the most chaotic sessions of Dokapon Kingdom. I think I have certainly that I've ever been a part of, but I think maybe that I've ever seen. That was that was that was absurd. Like the the depth of the game is really starting to shine through. Like, yeah, that's true. And I've I've definitely discovered that I 100 percent do not get joy from taking joy from other people. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like at the end of my Darkling, it was like, yeah, I feel bad. I don't even want to take this person's other item. I'll just take their money, I guess. Like, like I don't want I I, I get no satisfaction out of uh, I'm well, trying to say like, an angry thing, but I'm not like like I was going to use like a uh, more uh, like, a you know, doing something nasty in somebody's Cheerios. But we yeah. won't say that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just I just I just I it's it's funny because I was like, oh, no, it's it'll be cool. You can you can be mean to people. Everyone. We'll have fun with it. But then it's like, yeah, I feel bad in PvP zones when I'm killing people in games that have PvP zones. So I'm really not good at that. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I've I've hyped it up so much as being like a, you know, check your emotions at the door. Everyone, everyone for themselves, like be as cutthroat as you can. Yeah, because I do think that the game really shines when you're doing that. But it's I also did that as a. Like, that was like an inward looking thing. Sure, like, I true. was telling you all, but I was also trying to convince myself. Well, and I knew that going into it, even from, you know, back in 2007 or 8 or whenever the the game came on the Wii. But uh, In the back of the box said the friendship destroying game. Yeah, and, and I, I had read about it and knew what it was. And I, I know all of I know all of that. And I know that it's how it's like supposed to be played. But I'm just. I'm, I'm such like a co-op player that it's really hard for me to be like, yeah, this is awesome. I've, I've totally ruined your fun for, for no reason other than I can. I'm really bad at that. 
Yeah. I think that, like, the mindset that I have to take into it is, like, I am making you sad right now, but in service of giving you, like, the spark of revenge so that when you inevitably take this back from me, you can feel good about it. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. No, I get the loop. And it, and, and it, and it makes perfect but I, sense. But I, I like, again, I am explaining this not so much to you as to, like, to <laughs> myself. Because I'm completely aligned with you in, like, oh, yeah, I like, if I'm playing a game together, I want everyone to be having fun. I don't yeah. want, like, I especially... Man, how much does it bring down the mood of a multiplayer thing when you have that one person in the corner who's just, like, pouting because, yes. like, everything just sucks and they're yeah, just no, getting it's... blown up every time? It's like, this isn't fun for me anymore. No, I, yeah, I have I have no fun. In fact, there are some times when we were playing last night where I purposely didn't do things because I was like, mm, nah, that's just going to, like, bring people's mood down more. I'm not doing it. Like, yeah. I actively did not pursue certain events or ideas because I was like, meh. Yeah, it's okay. I can. I. I'll, I will. I will shoulder the, uh, the 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 like. I, I will shoulder upsetness, and I don't have to give it to somebody else. Which is not how you're supposed to play the game. <laughs> There's still plenty of time for you to like swing it back around later. Oh, oh no, I know. I'm. I'm not. I know it's not even like the end game. Like we're in the final stretch here. We have you know thirty hours left of this video game, or at least like fifteen, I would think, or twenty, depending on what we end up doing. Yeah, we are like we are actually moving through the chapters at a reasonable clip. Um, How many chapters are there? Five, I want to say there's like seven or eight. Oh wow, that's a lot. Oh no, there's a there's a lot left. Then we're only yeah, on there's plenty left. Um. Because we only just started chapter four and we didn't even get to the continent where chapter four starts yet. Yeah. So we are essentially through exactly three chapters. Well, so I imagine less than you, halfway. Right. And and I think once you unlock the continent that's connected to the first continent, it gets a little I'm going to assume that the next two continents are sometimes the longest to yeah. unlock because if people pull you back to like. The first continent, you have to run all the way around. Yeah, each chapter generally tends to take progressively longer mm -hmm. because the map gets bigger. Except for when the one opens up that connects like the the second first and then whatever the one on the south is. Right, because at some point that looks like it opens up. Yes, but also no, because oh, if memory okay. serves, I think that... Um, so again, loosely connect, like loosely um, relevant to like the actual Earth world map. Yes. I so we are essentially like moving from like North to South America right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the next chapter to unlock will be essentially Africa. Mm -hmm. Whereas like we've we've been like to like the Middle East, but not technically into Africa. That's kind of where like the blocker is. Mm hmm. Um, but I don't think that South America and Africa connect to one another. Okay. So I think that, like, the general shape of the world map is essentially like an upside-down U. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we kind of start in, like, the upper right corner of it. Mm-hmm. And kind of, like, move left along it, and then, and now we're moving down. And then the last one to unlock will be, like, the sort of right side, the right lower side of the upside down U, if that makes sense. I think so. Um, but I don't think they'll connect and make like a full circle. 
So it oh, is still so if you going to do something to... in the bottom left. It would still be a long trip yes. back to the back to South America. Would still right. you'd have to connect through what is essentially Europe and North America. Yeah. Now uh-huh. you do start to unlock um, more like fast travel-y type options, like guided warps become easier to find. Oh, cool. Um, they're like expensive, but I think a shop somewhere sells them. But then there's also like as you unlock more areas, you also unlock more optional dungeons. Oh wait, we haven't even more been to... stuff to do in them. I'm is okay. So the other con- we have Africa, we uh-huh. have all of South America, we have Africa. I I'm I guess what would effectively be Australia is one. Um, maybe. Like, is there one underneath the starting area? Because maybe that's... I don't, I don't think know. so. I think, the, like, that whole... That area where, like, the Darkling space happens... Is that the is that the? I think that's pretty much, map? like, the extremity. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, then I don't know. Well, then there's that ice place, I'm, I assume, is Greenland or something. Oh, yeah! We haven't been up there yet at all. That's that was right! Blocked off. Yeah, that is, like, another... Yeah, actually... That is technically like another continent that will unlock at some point. Now that is fun because it's like ten spaces. <laughs> yeah, it's very small. I mean, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's true. There might be a dungeon or something. But from from the map when we were running by it, it looked like it was like ten spaces just based yeah, on where it was. Yeah, it's it's fairly small. I think that I think that's basically the game's way of being like, hey, the map's really big. We're not going to give you like a zillion more spaces to explore. Because you're probably you probably got your hands full just dealing with whatever's here. So here's like three more towns Mm -hmm. and, you know, another objective. Yeah, but also just deal with the rest of the map also. (laughs) What's yeah, I I think that chapter four is basically like South America unlocks. And then I think chapter five is essentially like Greenland. And then six is Africa. Yeah. And then I think there's a seventh chapter, which is like. The map is open, and here's the final task. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I could be wrong, but I might be I might be missing something in there. But that sounds right. Yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> my my goal is to just go back to Casino Cave next time. I think. Yeah. There's um. Oh, let's see. There's I think like two. Um, I think there's two optional dungeons that unlock on this new continent. I don't know if they're both here. One of them might be somewhere else, but oh, I know there be... is an underwater cave. Oh, neat. Like a like a, a water dungeon type thing where I'm fairly certain uh, you take damage every turn as if it's poison because you are essentially drowning. Not so, so you neat. have to go in with like either some kind of health recovery a bit like clerics are really good there because they can randomly recover while they're down there. Yeah, because you probably take like a small damage every every turn right like yeah but then you can also like get in fights but then you can also yeah yeah or you could probably be proper poisoned yeah 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 (laughs) so i have a question when i was Mm -hmm. darkling and i placed like 80 traps on the map every turn are those spaces we haven't been to because we didn't encounter that many traps um i honestly don't know because or did they get wiped somehow? Because I felt like I put down so I spent like eight turns just putting traps down. And the previous time when I was darkling, I only spent like two turns and I felt like there's way more traps. I don't know. I think there's a decent possibility that we just haven't tripped most of them yet, because like there's we've spent a lot of the previous session on the first and second continent 
And there are, like, towns on the third continent that, like, still haven't been captured yet. Yeah, I mean, I would say the vast majority of towns have not been recaptured. Yeah. So I think sitting at, like, three towns each at the moment because I was double darkling just taking back towns for experience. Right. I I think that, like, there's, especially in sort of, like, the lower left, like, near the forest of the, of the, uh, the third continent. Mm -hmm. Um... There's like a bunch of stuff down there where it's like there could be probably five spaces in a row with traps, but we wouldn't know because we haven't been over there. That's true. Or if they can spawn in areas that we haven't been to yet. Yes, possible. That would be hilarious. I would think that they wouldn't, but I mean, there's a lot of things that I would think of when I when I think of this game. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. And there's and there's just this whole feeling when you're when you're playing of like, wait, that can happen. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that feeling over and over. <laughs> it's 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 interesting because there are aspects of it that I think are I really like a lot. Like I really like the whole someone's trying to make progress, mm-hmm. and let's all try and stop all everybody from making progress. That is the fun part of being an asshole in the game. Yeah, that I actually like a lot because it it doesn't feel like it's punitive or like. I'm doing this specifically to, uh, like, it has no progress bearing kind of thing, right? Right, right. So, like, that is where I really think the 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 versus aspect shines. Like, that's what I like mm-hmm. about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was hilarious. Uh, Rather so I, than like, it's the difference between taking something from someone and just preventing them from gaining something. Yeah, well, and so there's. I think there's also. When I think about what I like about the game and what I don't like about the game is is taking something from someone when it's stopping up progress. So so I mean it's 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 very much just because the the what what's it called the like taking the show ticket mm-hmm. for me was like oh well shit that doesn't actually hinder that doesn't stop anyone that doesn't stop progress of the video game it's literally just to stop me from having it right and so that 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 is the part where I'm like Ugh, I don't like that aspect. Mm-hmm. But if, but like, if I was, if I had the item that was going to help me win the session, then it's like, oh, that makes sense. That's cool. Like, I, there, there would be no negativeness there for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just the game. That's just Okapon. Mm-hmm. It's been a really good time. I'm really looking forward to. I, I, there's a part of me that wants to take the whole like magic key saga and just do like just cut it up. And make it into like a 15, 20 minute like highlight saga. I could, you could even make it like five minutes. Like, like honestly, just like a, like a action packed, holy shit, this is what can happen over the course of three hours and five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was really Cause that wild. was so wild. Like all the random roles and the, yeah, no one getting where they need to be and all that stuff. Like I finally got over to like I'm I'm guarding the I'm guarding the area and no one wants to go by me because I can use the thief ability and steal. Yeah, that was so, that was that was insane that you just happened to have that skill at that time because I don't think you were planning on. it. I was absolutely not planning it because I I honestly don't remember the game well enough to remember what all of the like quests are. Mm-hmm. I was actually kind of surprised to see. The king be like, hey, go find me five of these. Because <laughs> most of them are just like, go fight this thing. Or bring me one of or these. Bring, or or br- like, find this thing on the map and go to it. Yeah. 
That's, that's what the first two of them are. This one is so straightforward and simple. Except it's not. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of it is like it feels like such a simple ask. I said this during the during the session, like it's it's the most basic kind of quest. It's like literally go find five of these and bring it to me. Yeah, it is like it is 101 junior developer RPG quest nonsense. And yet with the limitations of the game, bring me five of these, but you only have six inventory slots and you have to walk across the entire map with people just like getting in your face and doing everything they can to stop you. Yeah, it be it because like such a simple thing devolves into absolute chaos because everyone has a different way to solve that problem. <laughs> it's true. You, ha you have the people who are like, OK, I'll just go get five of those from the shop and then take them back. And then there's me being like, I will wait for you over here and steal one so you can't turn this in. Well, and, and then we were both we, we were bad at stopping uh, <laughs> Okami from just finishing the quest after like after it all went to after we, like the initial round of chaos ended, then it was like he, he he just sort of went to the shop, bought the keys and turned it into quest. <laughs> he got a really good roll at the end there where he just landed on it. True. With he like a, a two, two spinner or a three or spinner or something. And he just rolled a 10 and it was perfect. Yeah. But like I was I was doing I was doing everything I could to play goalie. <laughs> and it worked for a long time. It worked so well that I stopped both of them at least once. And I think yeah. I stopped ellipsis twice. I think so, because he got the keys back or something like that. Yeah. Well, I stopped him once and then he killed me and took it back. <laughs> oh, and then I was. took it back from him again because he landed on a town and I used the town conjure to get him into a fight yeah. so that he'd be stuck there for a turn. <laughs> and then I and then I rolled past him and then he couldn't do anything about it at that point. But then, like, I was going to try to stop Okami again and he just got the roll. And honestly, none of that would have happened. If they had just like they had like basically a one in three chance of getting the role they needed and it just didn't happen over and over and over and over and over. It just didn't happen. And it gave me the window to slow them down even further. And it it the whole thing. And then at the end of it all, the castle is worth nothing. That was the best part that we hadn't taken any towns in that. Uh, in that part so there was the castle was worth absolutely nothing at first <laughs> absolutely incredible anyway what else is up with you this week uh what else did I, I was playing more final fantasy 16 just we're it was it's been slow going but we're towards the very very end now i think we have mm, maybe in a couple hours left in the story i want to say okay at the most um generally positive experience the games the gameplay is fun i like the gameplay i think the story is not that good but that's i can't really talk about it and it's yeah, not that fair. it's not good overall like the idea of the story is good it's how things play out in certain instances where you're kind of like it's like one of those moments where you're like huh like this yeah this, yeah, this yeah. doesn't seem like it fits with this part but the idea of the story is fine like it's just typical you know fantasy stuff sure sure um i don't think it's gonna be for for me personally, I don't think it will be a game that I'll look back on and be like, oh, that was a one that I would play as a remaster in 20 years, right? Sure, sure. I think it's going to kind of fall in line with the Final Fantasy 
um, 15, where, where I was like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but that's about it. Yeah, that seems about right. Um, for my part, I finished Advance Wars 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, did both of those campaigns 100%, so I did all of the missions and all of the... I wouldn't say side missions. They have, like, routes, so there's, like, alternate missions that you can do with different, uh, with different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the second one, there's, like, secret missions that you can uncover by completing certain objection, uh, objectives in, in earlier missions. So, basically did all of those. Um... And then they're like, here's a challenge campaign. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. So I'm basically <laughs> done with it. And I've started Fire Emblem Engage. Um, I finished like mission one, which is basically uh, there's like prologue mission. And then there is like essentially tutorial mission where it's like, here's how you move and use the attack button. Here, yeah, right. And Just here's how the actual engage system works, where it's like, hey, you have Marth as a stand. <laughs> Hey, that's a JoJo reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It literally is that. Like, it literally is like you have, like, the shadowy, you know, aura of a a past Fire Emblem character who gives you additional powers. It's literally a stand. Which is a cool concept. Um, I had to switch the voice acting to Japanese after about a half hour. Yikes, that's 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 heavy for you because you usually enjoy the English voice acting. I always give it a chance. It's not always great. I wish that I could have changed it in like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but it literally just wasn't an option. Um, there are so some were, games where it's like, yeah, the... no, it's just not. It's not there. True. It's not quite. And sadly, fantasy settings tend to do that to me more than more than others. And I don't think it's because the voice acting is bad. I think it's just because when there's a certain lilt in the dramatic reading of a fantasy setting that just doesn't appeal to me. Well, and there's I, I've uh, we've talked about this before, how how the, the, the cadence and the flow of the Japanese language is is very unique. Right. Yeah. And the way that they can express emotions and feeling through sounds that wouldn't they're not even if you know Japanese are not real. Right. Like they're not sometimes they're not real words or they're not even real phrases or ideas. It's just that this set of syllables or sounds equates to this meaning. Right. And the when when sometimes that is recreated in other languages, especially English, it sounds super strange. It just doesn't fit like it it doesn't make sense a lot of times. There, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you try to translate that just doesn't. I'm, I've seen that immediately. So I've, I've barely played for like a half hour. Um, yeah. I keep booting it up and then getting distracted. And it's not the game's <laughs> fault. It's no, no, no. It's not the game not holding my attention. It's literally like something comes up and I have to go take care of it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm not saying I'm getting distracted because I'm like just you know bored with it. That's not it at all. Um. The game looks super pretty. So if that was the case, that'd be sad. Like, it, yeah, it is. It is at least visually impressive to start out. Um, VTuber Fire Emblem is is all right. VTuber Fire. Man, that's so accurate. <laughs> oh, man. You know, you, have you seen the design of the main the main character? Yeah, yeah. Where he's got like the blue and red hair. Yeah, that's that's what that was. When I first saw it, I was like, man, that just looks like a VTuber avatar yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. 
Yeah, I, I figure that's what you were referring to. I wanted to tell you that Fire Emblem Engage was run at uh, SGDQ as one of the last games, and there was a oh, bid no war way. for what to. There was a bid war for what to name the main character, and the <laughs> winning name was Pepsi Man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, okay, Fire Emblem is this. It's such a peculiar series for me because i want to play all of the entries and then i play it and i'm kind of like yeah i'm not going to finish this video game but i'm happy i played it for like 10 hours which yeah, is yeah, such yeah. a it's a weird place for me to be with most games i do have a, a surprisingly high non-complete rating with fire emblem games <laughs> um i didn't finish fates i didn't finish sacred stones i didn't finish um the the GBA one that just came out, I played a little bit of. Didn't finish it, dude. Um, I just started. I didn't playing finish that. Radiant Dawn. <laughs> um, I did finish Path of Radiance. Yeah, it took you... me like I played most of Three Houses, and then dropped it for like a year and a half before finally coming <laughs> back to finish that. Yeah, but I did finish it once. <laughs> um, I finished Awakening. And Which one was Awakening? That was the first 3DS title, correct? Yeah, that's the one with Krom, and it's the first one where they... They don't um, have feet. Huh? They don't have feet, right? Or do they have feet? Oh, no, I'm mixing the art styles up. Where, where of, 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 uh... Oh, God, what's the one where you have... They, I they don't a, know which one you don't they, have they, feet in. They made a sequel for... It's not Fire Emblem, it's, it's the, um... Oh, my God. Bravely Default. Oh, yeah. They just got everyone has like peg legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was, no, that's I was, I was mixing the mixing the, 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 the I understand how you got there though. I get the it. The art styles. Yeah. Um no, Awakening is the one where like that was kind of the one where it's like, okay, Fire Emblem's kind of dying, so let's just throw all of the ideas into this one to try to save the franchise. And the one that saved the franchise is hey, now you can pay now you can ship all of the characters. And get them all to marry each other and have kids, and then you can play as the kids. <laughs> I think what probably saved Fire Emblem is the game was approachable, and it was on a pretty popular system. That, yeah, those things help too. <laughs> those things are definitely helpful. Because Fire Emblem Until Awakening was like this game that everybody talked about, and it's like, yeah, don't bother. It was seriously, it was the hardcore Fire Emblem fans would even tell you, yeah, it's fun, but it's difficult and you can't let anybody die. Yeah, it's really brutal. Uh, I do think Awakening might have been the first one to introduce a uh, casual mode where th I it think turns so. off permadeath. Yes, I do believe it was the first one to introduce that or it was the first one to make it truly a casual mode because there might have been like an easier or whatever mode in, in the Wii one, but I never played it. Yeah, I was going to say there were easier difficulties available before. But I think Awakening was the first one where they actually turned off permadeath mm -hmm. or gave so then, you the option to turn off permadeath. Yeah. And the 3DS at that point, the 3DS was popular yeah. because the price had dropped and they had done all the whoops. We, we charged too much for this in the start. Here's a whole bunch of games that are coming out, blah, blah, blah. That being said, the DS Lite was like the most popular system of all time. And there were a bunch of Fire Emblem games to come out on that that didn't help. No, no, and I think, but I think those were still in the, the weird, I mean, the same thing with the Wii, right? Yeah. So it, it, it has to hit the right market also, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, yeah, So it could be a number of things, I don't know. But it does seem like Awakenings was the one that 
made it so Nintendo's like, oh, okay, this this series still has legs. Yeah, it was definitely the one where it's like, okay, these aren't selling well, so this is the last one unless it performs. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just threw everything at it. And there were a couple of things that took off the casual mode. Honestly, like the it fact worked, that you it. can the fact that you can like play matchmaker and match up your your waifus and husbandos and yeah. <laughs> and be like, OK, and then they have this kid and they have this hair color. <laughs> the hair, you know what? Stats. The hair color is what did it like that's 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 a significant change. Because relationship management is, like, low-key a big part of Fire Emblem. It always has been. Like, it's it's as much a part of Fire Emblem as, like, the Weapon Triangle. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, it's, it's, even well, even when, you like, you have the sort of, like, support links. Where it's like, oh, yeah, these two like each other, so they'll have boosted stats if they're close to each other on the field. Mm-hmm. Like, little simple stuff like that. And then you get little, you get little snippets of dialogue between them, that you're, which are usually entertaining. They're usually, like, really nice to see how these different characters sort of develop their relationship together. Well, I, I also didn't realize it was five years between Fire Emblem, like, like Radiant Dawn and Awakening. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think Radiant Dawn did well at all. Yeah, I didn't. So I bought, I have Path of Radiance and a few of the other uh, Game Boy Advance ones. And I did not buy Radiant Dawn. Yeah. Very few people did. It's quite rare now. I think it was worth... Yeah, I believe it's one of the ones that's worth a decent amount of money. Um, going back to the translation thing. Yeah, yeah. I am... Uh, I, I'm seeing that immediately having changed the language back. Mm-hmm. Because you know how, like, you know just enough of Japanese to, like, understand a couple of, like, core phrases? Like, <laughs> yeah, the really I, simple ones? Yeah, very basic things for me, but yeah. Yeah. Um, And then you look down at the subtitles and there's a whole ass sentence. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. When the, the, like, they literally made a grunt that means like, yeah, Mm. sure. Or like, I agree. Right. Yep. Yep. And then the subtitles are like, I'm, I'm honored that you would consider me a comrade and I'll do everything in my power to help. Yes, that is exactly. But they actually say like, hmm. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> that that right there is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> because if you did that grunt with the English voice acting, you'd be like, huh? Yeah, it would be like, wow, what a jerk. Like, right, because so, so much of the language is about context and yeah. intuiting the situation and the where you're at and how it's being said and who's saying it and why they're saying it, right? Yeah. Yeah, like an enthusiastic grunt <laughs> is sometimes the best answer. Yeah, in right. in in Japanese, it's like yeah, I'm I'm super on board. Mm. <laughs> and we're like, well, what 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 do you what do you mean? What like, yeah? Please please explain that. <laughs> I asked you a question. That's <laughs> so yeah. That's I don't have much to say about that. Um, Advance Wars was really good. It's weird going from one to the next because Advance Wars has very 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 little story, not zero story, but it is mostly just like an overall Saturday morning cartoon defeat the bad guys plot. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much Fire Emblem in a nutshell. It just takes way longer to get there. That's exactly what I'm. That's exactly what I'm saying. Is like. Advance Wars does not take its plot too seriously. You get a couple of lines of dialogue introducing each encounter, 
mostly just to explain like what is happening on the map. Yeah. And even to like even to discuss like basic strategy stuff like, oh, hey, they set up these huge cannons and you need to destroy the cannons and make sure you don't, you know, sit in front of them. Mm hmm. Right. And it was just, you know, a, a few lines of dialogue describing that where the, uh, you know, the, the villain of that map is like, you'll never stop me now that I have these. <laughs> it's all very, you know, it's all very straightforward. And like I said, Saturday morning cartoon villain, like none Water of it's will... taken too terribly seriously. There Water are a couple destroy of fun Pulse twists, Man. but like it doesn't take too much time on itself. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's literally just a Saturday morning cartoon where the bad guy has a new ultimate way to stop you. And then it's solved in 10 minutes. Yeah. And it's just like most of that dialogue is in service of setting up the next map. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or, or whatever the next, it's, it's really just so you can make your, your units to do the thing and you have a reason like, Oh, I'm doing it for this purpose. Blah, blah, right. Blah. Exactly. That's exactly it. I, and I, like I actually, none of the story beats really take too much time on that. And that's great. That's perfect for it. Going from that to fire emblem where I've played for like an hour, but, 10 minutes of that has been in combat is different and it's, it's not bad because they're different styles of I game would, like would, fire would, emblem has a story to tell i would argue that the worst part of fire emblem is how long it takes for them to get through dialogue sometimes some I mean, of the dialogue early on here is not meaningful it's just i mean so i really liked what's weird about three houses that i loved the the academy part at first mm -hmm. then after like i don't know 10 or 15 chapters like i don't care about this at all i wish it could just i wish there was a menu that i could just fast forward through everything really fast and yeah. i i don't know why like what changed like if there wasn't enough variety or something or, or what it was it um, does in the late game especially it starts to feel very formulaic and like there's no real meaning to what you're doing yeah. Like it doesn't it, it like you go around the academy, you talk to everybody, you you hit all of the you hit all the dots, you exhaust all the dialogue, the uh you know, you maybe give them something, the relationship meter goes up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and all that's I it's 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 weird for me to complain about it because I sort of enjoy it, but mm -hmm. sometimes I think it just gets too tedious. I don't know. I don't know how you handle that or if it's just me. Like, maybe I'm the problem and you don't change anything and I just do what I've done forever, which is, eh, I'm good. Yeah. And and move on to something else and then maybe get, uh, you know, a hankering to finish it like I did with Three Houses later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I also I also wanted to say quickly that we, we, we joked once the podcast had turned off last week that yeah. we both really liked Pulse Man and how cool it was that Game Freak made a game before Pokemon and then mm -hmm. we talked so much about Pokemon. So mm -hmm. I just want to emphasize one more time. Pulse Man is a cool video game. <laughs> I liked Pulse Man a lot. It does a really, really good job of giving you like a movement ability that seems OP, but then like balancing it around level design. Yeah. And, and not sure, all the some... level design is particularly good. Mind you. There's some like say. weird blind drops and bullshit. There, there are some very strange of that's kind of iconic to, oh, we have a really detailed sprite, so it's going to be zoomed in, which means, yeah, you're not going to get to see what you're jumping to sometimes. Mm -hmm. But overall, I liked Pulse Man. 
even though we didn't spend that much time talking about how much we liked Pulseman, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, to, to double back on that. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair to Pulseman, we did have a weird thing last week where we spent like the first 10 minutes talking about it. And then oh, like by the time we got to the second half of the podcast, there was like not that much more to talk about. Yeah. I mean, I, I brought up well, a I bunch mean, of random. There was, but we just, we veered off and did other things. Yeah, like I, 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 we, I brought up a bunch of random facts about stuff, and you were saying things and yeah, yeah little yeah. factoids, and it, you can't help it when it's 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 the really... most interesting thing about Pulse Man was Game Freak. Yes, and 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 you can't help the fact that they happen to have the franchise that's you know so large. There's defibrillator Pikachu's. Yes, like there there is there is no franchise like Pokemon on the planet in terms of how it's made its way into literally hospitals. I think and it airplanes. is the I think and. You know, not to say too much, but I am working now with a company that works in marketing and is currently talking or considering pitching uh, a proposal to the Pokemon company for things that, again, I can't talk about. But amidst that, like the statistic came up that's like Pokemon is the biggest intellectual property on the planet period right yeah a hundred percent especially it's in the big like it's bigger than star wars it's bigger than it's bigger than marvel it's bigger than everything it's bigger than mario Look, it is with, the biggest without pokemon nintendo would have been in serious shit the last 10 to 15 years yeah i think that's fair like Pokemon has kept Nintendo afloat and they can do whatever they want. They can have failures like the Wii U and just be like, eh, whatever, because of stuff like Pokemon. The Wii U was fine because it was sandwiched between the Wii and the Switch, which have printed money. True. But I mean, they like basic, the... I remember them basically saying that the Wii made them so much money that they had like 50 years worth of development <laughs> worth of like funds in their in their sort of war chest. But I mean, even thinking back to the Nintendo 64 and the GameCube are both kind of mediocre successes. Yeah. In terms of like compared to PlayStation. Right? I would I would argue that the GameCube was an abject failure. Right. Exactly. And and but but during that time, Pokemon was commercially huge still. commercially. Oh, no, no, I loved the GameCube. I love like the GameCube has like one of the best first party libraries in existence. And, it, and I, I, I adore it. But like. The GameCube was the console that saw Nintendo sink to third place. And I love that their controller was like, what if? <laughs> like, what if we just made kind of a standard controller, but just fucked up all the buttons? <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I love the GameCube controller. It's like the weirdest controller. If you I, think, th I, I actually think the GameCube controller is really, really good. I, I'm, I'm genuinely saying I enjoy yeah, the controller. Yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> However, like, it's not like Nintendo has ever just been like, what if we just make a regular controller? No, I, I know. The but last it's... regular controller that, like, standard controller that Nintendo has made was literally the SNES. You, you know, you can't say that anymore. The Switch is very much a pro controller system if you want it to be. You never even have to touch the Joy-Cons. But I'm saying, like, the default pack-in oh, oh, standard yes. controller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, I mean, like, straight up, I played the, uh, I played Xenoblade Chronicles 1 on a classic controller cooked up to my, uh, hooked the up Wiimote. to my Wiimote. Mm -hmm. And that was a fairly standard, normal controller experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, those are almost always available to well, yeah, some but degree. I would, I, would, I would argue the Switch is much, much more 
uh, accessible if you never want to use motion controls because almost all of the games, they're first party games that have motion controls. Like, would you like to turn this off? That's true. Well, so and, the, and the, even if even if not, like the pro controller has motion in it. Yeah, true, true. And, and, and they, they it came it did come packaged with the thing like that you connect the Joy-Cons to if you don't even want to use them as Joy-Cons. Yeah, but I, that's true. That is true. I, I, I would I would uh, I would agree with you that the the last was the SNES the last time they're like well let's just have a standard controller with more buttons I just really like the GameCube controller because it's seriously like so the 64 controller is is weird but they're trying to do something with the joystick and I think it was like kind of how do you innovate how do you make this work but the mm-hmm. GameCube controller was like no we have a standard that works but let's do acid before we design the buttons yeah <laughs> what if we what okay we'll give it a second joystick but it's gonna be just a tiny little nubbin. Yeah, you can you're gonna have like this massive a button and the weird size b button and then you're gonna have trigger like you're gonna have shoulder triggers and we know that people like having four shoulder triggers but what if we only gave you one <laughs> like, it's, well it's three yeah or, or sorry sorry yeah yeah one yeah, extra one on like one the, extra one aside yeah, yeah. from the two <laughs> yeah. and it'll be we'll call it the z button even though the z button used to be on the back of the controller on our previous thing yeah. and then for the it. next one We'll put a button back on the back of the controller, but now it's the B button. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because then they're like, well, okay, let's just have two buttons again. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. it. I, I, I really don't think we're going to see that kind of innovation with the Switch 2. No, probably not. I think they would be crazy to go too far off the wall. Then again, Nintendo is a company where, like, they won't do anything a second time if they can't bring something new to it or at least in the past who knows what current nintendo miyamoto is still oh that's no you're calling shots in the company so you're right as long as they still have as long as they still have wii switch and pokemon money to hold them up yeah they they may they may make horrible decisions (laughs) actually i would be perfectly fine if they go like nuts with it but it's backwards compatible with what is available today it does I'd, seem like they're going to be leading into backwards compatibility, which is I very, be, very good. I'd be honest to God floored if it wasn't backwards compatible because yeah. Nintendo valued backwards compatibility before it, it like with with the with the Wii um, and even the Wii U. Uh, I swear if they call it the Switch U, they won't. There's no way, dude. Come on. <laughs> it's not possible. Just we've talked about this about I don't know, like two months ago. Yeah. Do you know what? Just do the PlayStation just add the just add a number to just, it. Just yeah. <laughs> Don't add a letter. Don't add a letter or call it something completely different. One or the other. <laughs> don't don't add a letter. Don't, don't just Dude, don't add a letter. This is the company that thought new Nintendo 3DS was good branding. Man, that was god that was the worst. It's honestly the worst. It I it's yeah. New Nintendo 3DS might that be worse than That is up the, there with like Xbox 1. <laughs> i think it's worse than wii u because new nintendo 3ds could just be like oh is it the new model that's neat at least it, wii could, u- it could even just be like the phrase new nintendo 3ds is like hey for christmas i got a new th- nintendo 3ds right yeah true, true. as I compared got a new, to like new. a used one i got the new new one no it was it was that was it's like i got it's i got a new one it's new to me because i broke my last one right yeah no it's it's the worst name the the wii u i don't know what they were trying to go for exactly but i i i can appreciate that at least it's you could you could there is some argument to be made saying yeah this is definitely a distinct 
console in and of itself. The new Nintendo 3DS is the worst idea ever. Yeah. Because at least the PlayStation 4 Pro or 5 Pro or whatever is going to be in the future. Well, it, you know, then you know, okay, this is the, I, I suppose, the professional. What is what is Pro? What What is the Pro supposed to mean? I, I think just better. Is it just better? <laughs> I think it just means better. Yeah. I don't okay, think fair. it means like professional gamers. It's just like. Oh, it's like you have that in operating systems too, right? There's like yeah, but that literally Windows, means professional. Windows Home and Windows Professional, but that means professional because it was supposed to be for like business settings because you could do more stuff with. It. I mean, they they technically have, uh, but ultimately it just means better. It does just mean better. Yeah, that's where I think they're going with it. I I, I never really thought about it. I'm pretty sure that's that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Do we have genie stuff to do? Yeah. Do you want to do it after the break? Ooh, oh, yeah, I forgot we're doing stuff after the break. You know, there's something I want to... We don't to... have to do it, but it is a lot easier when I'm trying to find the timestamp for when to cue the music. I, I wanted to share this with you um, quickly. It's it's this PS new PS5-branded controller, the LeBron James controller, which is a new idea. Um, okay. And I, I just wanted to comment I that I love... I that. No, it's, it's actually looks cool. Like, yeah. the, the art on it. What I do think is funny is the words, because in the middle it says, nothing is giving, everything is earned, right? Uh-huh. But then on the right side it says, chosen ones. Doesn't that then imply the that chosen ones would be you, the yeah. ones that are given it? Yep. Okay, just making sure that this controller contradicts itself in the yep. middle of in it. Where there's like there's like twenty words on a controller, which is already a lot, or maybe not even twenty. It's like what? I, I will count. There's six, eight, like eleven, fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's it's already contradicting itself. But I just that one that made me laugh. I really appreciated the hey hey. You got to earn your success. Also, there are chosen ones, though. Yeah. <laughs> chosen chosen ones, literally the people who are just, like, born into success. Yeah. Also, the random, I promise. Like, I thought it, I thought it was building up to something. <laughs> but it's just chosen ones. Build, uplift, and power. I promise. Okay. The I, because it's a LeBron James controller, the I promise thing is actually, like, that's kind of a, a branding thing for him as like a slogan or whatever. Um, I think it's like the I think it's the name of the school he opened. Oh, that's awesome. OK, I'm here. I'm making fun. Wow. What an ass. <laughs> well, you didn't know <laughs> out of context, just seeing the words I promise without any indication of what's actually being promised seems silly. Well, especially I just it's maybe chosen ones is also part of this is I don't know. I, I'm sure that in context, there's a there's a degree of it where it's like, you know, everyone is a chosen one, but you have to choose yourself or whatever. Yeah. You have to choose to be a chosen one. <laughs> everyone, everyone has that potential. Yeah. It, it, you know, it probably factors in some way that is ultimately positive. Yeah, I'm sure it's a positive message overall. I just enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. No, like I, I'm completely on board with like let's take this stuff out of context did you <laughs> let's take a sponsor break and i'm gonna find something to to bring up on the next part of the podcast because we're talking about game and watch gallery three and um if you're familiar with game and watch games <laughs> we're gonna need some other things to talk about <laughs> now that <laughs> <laughs> now that I've subjected you to two minutes of Crusader Ting Kings 2 out of context where people are asking questions about incest and child murder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Good, wholesome stuff. 
Um, so I don't know that uh, Swaggle's genie is going to necessarily Give be us sending a- any new emails to describe like the second round matchups, but that's okay because we have them. Well, it's also kind of hard at the moment because we're recording like three weeks in adv- or two that's weeks true. in advance. That's true. Technically, the last line of uh, the last set of uh, slot machines versus Call of Duty hasn't even actually come out yet. Right. Exactly. At the time exactly. of recording. But we do know, cue the music, that our next matchup is Home Alone versus Joe and Mac. Home Alone. I actually agree. Home Alone without without question. There is no way on this earth that I want to lose my Home Alone memories, but I don't care about my Joe and Mac memories. Although I did enjoy renting the game and playing through it with Matt. Well, not playing through it, but playing some of it in co-op. I don't think either of these sets of games are very good. But I think that Home Alone has enough variety where it is at least interestingly bad. And I think Home Alone has a way better story. Like, I don't mean story in the game. I mean the... uh, The story of development. Socially, like, development. Like, not socially, culturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The... We've we've the, and the fact that we're like it's it's a yearly thing on our podcast would make those episodes real strange. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that like Home Alone very clearly has some has some fun aspects to it, even if they're not necessarily positive aspects. Well, and like Joe and Mac is also there. <laughs> like. Like, the, the Genesis Home Alone that we played last year had the, the whole fun weapon-building idea. Like, that was so... <laughs> that was such an unnecessary innovation to try to include in Home Alone. But it makes sense within within the context of, you know, the, the story that they're trying to put together and with what would make fun for the game. Now, it didn't, you know, make a game all that great, but it was still cool that it exists, right? Yeah, absolutely. John Mac is just a generic platformer. It really is. The only notable thing about it is like, oh hey, co-op platformer. Right, which is which was my fond memory of it. If that if it did not have co-op platforming, it would be a game I'd I've been like, oh yeah, yeah, I kinda remember that. And that was a thing that was only notable because of the time frame it came out in. Correct. It is now very, very standard, normal stuff. I mean, hell, you and there are player. much, 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 much better versions of it. <laughs> yeah, like uh, any of the Mario games that have come out or the one that's coming out this year. Yeah. And not even that, just like indie games. Tons of indie games, yeah. Or or even like the the the, the new the new Disney uh, Mickey Mouse game that might that might be fun for players. Uh-huh. Oh, man, I didn't talk about it because I'm trying not to brag like on myself too much. But the first uh trailer the first major trailer that i worked on for illusion island um is like out in the public and i was it came up like randomly in my newsfeed because we just kind of hand it off to disney and disney just does what they want with it yeah so it came out like yesterday and my newsfeed was like randomly flooded with like oh a new illusion island trailer just dropped <laughs> and i did the, that the headlines and stuff were like very positive one of the headlines literally called it a delightful new story trailer and i was like oh no they said it was good in the headline (laughs) oh that feels weirdly good yeah i made that no it it looks it looks enjoyable enough for what it is yeah i think it i think it looks i think i think it does a good job of kind of painting the picture of what to expect you know i 
when my brother-in-law and his wife and kids came up and visited a few months ago, um, I was looking through my Switch library for something that worked as a good co-op game. And I landed on a couple of things, one of which was Yoshi's Crafted World, which was good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which was that was a good, like, you know, kid friendly co-op game. But it still has sort of a feeling of like it's still a little bit chaotic. There's still some mechanics that are a little bit difficult to like wrap your head around. Um, and I don't know. I think it's a good game, but I don't know that it's necessarily a great co-op game. Mm-hmm. Um, this game is one that I would very easily, especially since they're already their kids, they're already watching Mickey Mouse. So they're going to be invested because of that alone. Yeah, yeah. Well, the cartoon um, aesthetic. I mean, so oh, and, and oh, you know, finish what you're saying. Then, then I was just, like, I was just going to say, like, I'm kind of excited. I'll probably end up buying this game for them Aww. because I, I think it'll actually be. Uh, well, first of all, then I can be like, hey, I worked on this. I mean, dude, you should be really proud of that. That's awesome. <laughs> and and when I said that the it looks good for what it was, that could be taken disparagingly. I didn't mean it that way. I meant it looks like exactly what you'd want it to be. I mean, let's be honest, it's a 2D platformer, so it's not going to have a lot of flash. Sure. But, like... Oh, and it's and it has an audience in mind of what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's a 2D platformer that is targeting people that have some kind of nostalgia for the series or really like Disney or are looking for a multiplayer platforming game. Yeah. Right? And I, that's cool. a, a challenge-seeking, you know, retro and 2D gamer, f- had a lot of fun with it. Did not scratch my challenge itch, but in place of that, all I can think of is like, oh, this might be a really good speed game. Because that's what I think of when a game is like not it like it's accessible, but there's still like ways to make it more difficult when you're trying to optimize and like pull off really smooth movement. And like if it's not difficult to get through it casually, then I want to push it and see how fast and how well I can, how smooth I can get through it. And in that sense, it becomes, you know, it becomes challenging again. And that scratches that itch for me. Yeah. And then, and it can also open it, open it uh, up to new ways of like you basically, you make your own challenge. Yeah. 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 It will be better than Joe and Mac. I can say that. <laughs> hey, so, um, is this bracket going, to, is, is Home Alone going to win the bracket? I think there's a strong possibility. Oh, I don't see God. anything, especially because you and I <laughs> have like. I see separate, what's happening here. We have an attachment to Home Alone. <laughs> so the bias, I think, is going to shine through both <laughs> in the sense that like we each have memories of Home Alone games that we played as kids that we liked, even though they're not great. Yeah. But we still had fun with them in our in our childhoods. And now it's a core part of the podcast. <laughs> Whereas none of the rest of this is. <laughs> so I think it's almost kind of unfair. It is um, unfair now. <laughs> I'm going to I like the most interesting thing to me is going to see is going to be seeing what takes like second and third place. The the, the genie the genie is gonna show up and be like Oh, whoops. It's not Home Alone. It's Alone in the Dark. <laughs> that changes things completely. <laughs> my bad. I couldn't see after my bender. 
that changes things entirely and makes me remember that they put that Alone in the Dark game out on Game Boy Advance and we should play it even though it's probably terrible. Oh, we are 100% playing that video game at some point. I played it for like five minutes and I just I stopped until we're both on board to play it. Okay, excellent. Um, that sounds amazing. I did hear that there is a new Alone in the Dark. There's always a new Alone in the Dark. <laughs> It's like the, none of the games sell well except for the one that was like really good and groundbreaking. And now it is just a shambling zombie corpse of a franchise. Was any of like were, were any of them good and groundbreaking? Yeah, there was like there was one that was like like back I, in on like in the 90s. I want to say it was like the late 90s because I played through the the shit. What was it called? I think it was just alone in the dark. Uh, on 360. A surprising number of them are just called Alone in the Dark. <laughs> and one of the ones that's just called Alone in the Dark is the good one. But another one is the really bad one. Because, man, that one was janky as hell. The the Xbox one. I played through that. Yeah, it, it was like... It was, I think, the first Alone in the Dark technically, like... I want to say it, like, predates Resident Evil. Or something like that. I think that is correct. The first one was a uh, the first one came out on like um I know it was PC for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to say it was on the uh what's it called? The the um the 3DO? Oh like yeah, that on, would make sense. I feel like it was on the 3DO. Yeah. I feel like I've seen it on the 3DO and it's very very jank. That's like compared to the PC version. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm um yeah, I like I want to say that the original Alone in the Dark is hailed as like a progenitor of the survival horror genre. Well, there there is one game that came out before the, that we've talked about playing Sweet Home. Yeah. Yeah. Which which I think was the f I won't say it was the first one, but it was one of the because I'm not positive, but I know yeah. it was the I know it was where the inspiration came from for Resident Evil. And that yes, was on yes, the yes. or the Famicom. Yeah, I think that like. Alone in the Dark started a lot of things like I, I think it had like a lighting system that was. And, well, hell, and, if it has a lighting system, it's already better than the first Resident Evil. Have you ever gone yeah. back and played I, like, the first I Resident Evil? I don't know Evil? much about it. I just know that people like speak very highly of it. And the entire they've made so many games of it since then that have just rode off of that. And none of them have been successful at all, and I don't know how they keep making them. <laughs> okay, okay. I just I just googled it because I'm curious. The first one was on 3DO. Okay, and it was on PC. Okay, <laughs> there's another one. I don't know what this is, but it's called Jack in the Dark. Okay, <laughs> and that just sounds wrong. Yeah, um, it does. <laughs> apparently, it was. It's a Jack in the Box Christmas release game, adventure game. I I don't know. Those um, words don't make sense together. It's it's you have to save Santa Claus from an evil Jack in the Box. It's weird that the Jack in the wait. Oh, I was thinking Jack in the Box food. Place. <laughs> I thought they were like making themselves Jack in the Dark. Come on, this can't be a real title for a video game. <laughs> or Dude, like the nineties were weird. I mean, Jack in the Dark sounds like something you'd find on Steam today, but it would not be this. Um... Then there is two more Alone in the Darks. I don't know three. if you could get that game on Steam, actually. Oh, I'm pretty sure you could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, so then say, they say that they have content guidelines, but they don't really enforce them. They do. They're absolutely guidelined. <laughs> they say what they are. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't enforce them. They say that they're there, but that's really no, all. No, I, I mean the games themselves have been. Uh, they, 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 they have. They, they explicitly tell you what is in this video game. I think they. So there's certain limitations. Well, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But so there's Alone in the Dark, the New Nightmare, which is the 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 Dreamcast, PlayStation, and PC classic, and also the Game Boy Color classic. Okay. Um, which is what we'll probably play. But maybe we really should play the original at some point. That could be fun, like the three D version. I think that would be. I think that would be interesting, just because I, I've heard really good things about it, but don't know very much about it. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I don't know if we should play the three D O one or the <laughs> PC one, but maybe we should even. EGM gave the three D O one an eight out of ten. That I'm, means nothing to me. No, it means absolutely nothing. Period. I just think that it's fun that it got an eight out of ten. I would like to. What was what was 1994? You can't trust game ratings from the 90s. Straight up. You can't. <laughs> no, you can't. And mean, it's for different reasons than you can't trust game ratings now, because game ratings now are just bought and paid for. Well, the title of this particular EGM is Primal Rage in small text, colon, giant text, better than Mortal Kombat 2? Question mark. <laughs> You know, there are people who would legitimately make that case. But Wait, is this the this is a Halloween one? Oh, you can play as Akuma in Street Fighter 2 Turbo. <laughs> I I will I'll uh, Okay, okay. I just ran, I I clicked a random page trying to find like where the reviews were and it <laughs> it's just a giant two-page spread of this. And this after this we will move on to the 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 normal discussion. Yeah, I was going to say we're 15 minutes in and the words game and watch have not escaped our lips once. That is the two-page spread for this ad. <laughs> I don't know Wait. what it's What is it for? Oh, it's for Balls 3D. Oh, it's Balls 3D. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You got to have balls. You got to have balls with a Z. Balls. <laughs> I suspected that, but then at the very bottom it says 3D fighting at, it, at 3D fighting at its ballsiest and it's like, okay, it's Balls 3D. Sweet Christ. 100%. Good old Balls 3D. Confirmed. <laughs> Was there something else we were going to talk? I think we I think we hit all the the things we wanted to talk about before we talk about game and watch. Yeah, I'm good. I uh, Home Alone moves on as it will probably continue to. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, I mean, like, straight up, I don't see it beating Fortnite or Bubsy. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I can already. No. Like, I'm looking at the bracket and I'm like, nothing here is probably. And it's again, it's not fair because Home Alone has like too much of a connection to us. But yeah, I also just could not give less of a shit about Joe and Mac. <laughs> I don't think it's even bad. I think it's very I think it's average and has an elevated has an elevated uh, profile because it was a co-op platformer at an era in an era where those weren't super common. Yeah, I mean, that was what I talked about when we talked about the game is that I had fond memories of doing the co-op stuff. But I want to say when we did, it, I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I was totally whatever. I was the most whatever about Joe and Mac. Yeah. So, yeah, that's an easy that's an easy call. So Game & Watch. Is, Game & Watch. When was the first time you played this game? Like, Gallery 3 specifically? Uh, like, two weeks ago. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, this is one that my... I think technically it was my sister's. But we I had this floating around when it, when it came out on Game Boy Color. And I remember playing the games for about the same amount of time that I did this time. Which is, like, you pick it up, you play each one for, you know, 10 minutes, 
15 minutes, maybe not even that long. Sometimes just, I don't know, somewhere between five and 15 minutes. Sure. And then you move on to the next one. Yeah. And what I found about this game that's interesting is that I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to play that again. But there'd be something about them. They're like, you know, I can I can pop that in for mm-hmm. 20 minutes and play through some of them again. And that's that's sort of how I approached this, because we had talked about playing this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And since then, I would boot up and play for a little bit every now and again. They're just they're just fine. They're They're like. It's very kind of, clear that these are games that are meant to fill five or ten minutes of time on your watch. <laughs> yes, yeah. There was a Zelda Game and Watch watch, like Where recently, you, or like back, or like oh god, no! Back I think in the eighties. I want to say it was only in Europe. Hmm. Um. Or maybe it was also. No, it was probably no. It was it had to be in America too. But basically, it was just kind of like you're in a dungeon and you're attacking some, you know, stealth hoses or yeah, okay, moblins. Or so whatever. like realistically, if you if if you're listening to this and you don't know what a game and watch is, um, oh, there's true, a yeah. good chance you are probably maybe familiar with old Tiger Electronics LCD games. Um, yes, game and watch is that. But they did it first, but only in Japan. Yeah, it was like the first Game & Watch game came out in like 1980. Yeah. I mean, hell, technically, the Mario Brothers game is the first time Luigi existed. Yep. Although in the in the year of Luigi, Nintendo said that the first time was the Mario Brothers arcade game with the pipes and stuff. But oh, yeah, the, it makes the arcade game would have come before the. No, no, this was first. This was the first Game & Watch game was before the arcade game. Yeah, I believe by a few months. I mean, we're not talking a lot of time here, so Nintendo can say whatever fair, they want, fair, I guess. Fair, fair, yeah. Um, and technically, the Game & Watch game didn't have, like, color or symbols on their hats, because, you know, right. there's not enough. So it could have been Mario and also Mario. <laughs> or Mario and Buddy. Like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> like, it doesn't really matter. Um, so it's... it's That's fine. But I yeah. do believe technically... Mario Bros. came out before the arcade game. That makes sense. So the problem with having this as a collection, I, I, to be honest, before playing it, I didn't really know what the Game & Watch collection was. And I thought it would just straight up be, oh, hey, okay, it's just a collection. It's just a bunch of Game & Watch games in a compilation that you can play on your Game Boy. Yeah. I didn't realize that they'd given them like little graphical upgrades to put Mario characters in them. And that's really cute. Yeah. It so, does very marginally change the uh, change the actual like nature of the gameplay as well. No, I'll be honest. If there was just the classic modes of these games, I would be like, I don't care about this at all. I don't. The classic modes aren't very fun for me to play. They don't feel good to play. Like they don't like they, they, they the have modern the, modes are definitely an improvement i played both i would play yes. the modern first and then i would go back and play the classic and i'd be like okay yeah the the modern is like it's the same game it's de- you can feel it's definitely the same game but you're looking at like you've got smoother animations you've got you know color you've got characters that you know the smoother animation is what does it for me yeah so i played the classic of every mode as well but i i did it for way less in fact i would almost always just stop and let the thing like end before playing that much because yeah, like, yeah I, that is I don't the trouble like with some feels. of these too even when you play it on hard you kind of get to a point so they all every game has like the same basic scoring system 
where the difficulty kind of scales up until you hit 100 points and then it goes back down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just to 100 every to, time. If you can get up to each 100 without too much trouble, it's, there's really not a whole lot of reason to just sit there and keep doing it. No. The gameplay doesn't really develop enough where it's, like, interesting enough to want to keep doing that. Yeah, it's, it's very much a game from 1980. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's not meant for you to play it for an hour. It's meant for you to play it for, like, two to ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and if again, if you take it out of, um, if, if you put it into context, rather, and think about playing this game in 1980, even yeah. the classic mode would have been like, whoa, this is nuts. Yeah, like, it's, it's something to do. It's like, wow, I can't believe I can play a video game here on my, uh, here, like, not in an arcade. Right, so it's it's that aspect of the Game & Watch series, and the fact that it's available for you to check out makes it a little more special than just talking about it in and of themselves and yeah, for sure having the modern angle makes them playable as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. like i i would absolutely 100 i will probably never play the classic modes again unless i want to because you so i did did you did you play enough to unlock the secret games no i looked into them but i didn't actually play them yeah okay me neither um so there's a chance that i unlock some of those I mean, you only need like seven stars, I think, for the first one. I think I have six stars at the moment. I think uh, I actually unlocked it just earlier today because it did say there was like a new thing available in the in the gallery. Yeah, so you probably unlock, unlocked Flagman. That's the first but one. But that was about the time that you messaged me and were like, hey, I'm ready to go. And I was like, cool. <laughs> you know, one thing that this does emphasize for me is that I don't like Donkey Kong. Like the, the original like Donkey the Kong game games. or the character? No, no, I love the character. Okay. I don't like the original Donkey Kong games. Yeah, that's fair. I, the, the This is different a little bit, right? Because it's it's more contained in the single screen and all of that. Sure, yeah. But I just, the, the even the, you know, just that style of game is just not fun for me. I'm mm-hmm. really, I don't, I, I have a hard time with it for some reason. I don't know if it's just because I haven't, I never played them. In fact, in Donkey Kong 64, that was, the, those were the worst bananas. <laughs> when you had to play, <laughs> when you had to play the, you know, the, that's the, such a funny poll. I forgot that was part of that game. <laughs> it stuck in my head because I was like, "Oh Christ, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get good at these games enough to get the bananas." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. But did so? Did you have one that you went? What was what was your experience of playing them? Like, what were you thinking about? Did you have a favorite, or did you have one that you liked the best, or what 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 happened as you were playing it? I essentially played all of them through just normally until I got like one game over. Okay. And then I would switch to classic and see what that was like. And then I would move on to the next one. That makes sense. Yeah. And there were some that I liked a lot better. I think Turtle Bridge, I actually took some time to actually like figure out what that game was actually supposed to be like. I really liked Turtle Bridge on Modern. It was fun. It's not that it wasn't fun. It's just that, like, I failed really quickly because I didn't understand what was happening. So that was the only one where I just played it a couple of times because I was like, okay, wait a minute. I got to I got to figure out what's happening Mm -hmm. before I move on from this. And I still don't love it, Mm -hmm. but it's fine. I I Um, think that's Mario Bros. And um, Mario Bros. is the one I played the most by far. Mario Bros. is Honestly, on hard, it's pretty you, you, you need to let your you like 
So the other ones, it's it's fairly straightforward in terms of here's the thing you should do next. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. Like an egg and greenhouse, right? Yeah. But Mario yeah. Brothers, it's way more complicated and your brain has to, you have to adjust to moving pretty quickly between the different layers and stuff. And yeah, I, th- the, I, th- I thought it was super interesting the way that it teases your brain to be like, you got to move both of these, like both sides at the same time, but like possibly in different directions. Yeah. Like that was actually really fun for me. And it took it took a minute for that to like click in my head. And then once it did, it actually felt really good. Mm-hmm. I like I legitimately enjoyed it. Yeah, because I, I failed really fast. I was like, whoa, wow, why well, I'm bad at this. Like yeah, my yeah, brain yeah. my brain is not ready for this yet. Mm-hmm. And then I took it I played it a couple of times, like, okay, I like this. What's what was interesting to me is that so I had played these a couple of weeks ago, and then I played them again like a week or two later, and then I played them this morning. Mm-hmm. And I played the first one, I was like, oh no, I think this one's my favorite. And like I played egg, I was like, oh, I think this is my favorite. Then I played greenhouse. I was like, no, I like this one. Or no, I played greenhouse first, and I was like, oh, I think this is my favorite. Then I played egg. I was like, oh no, I like egg more. Uh-huh. And then then I played turtle birds. Like, oh no, this one's great. And then I played Mario Bros. I was like, oh wow, I'm bad at this. And and <laughs> so I, I played that a bit more to get good. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I could I could do one more round of greenhouse. I was like, oh, I see, I get it. I see the I see the appeal of this. Yeah, like the and having the stars and the little unlockables make it more fun like i'm i so i have yeah if i had it as a if i had it as a game boy cartridge Mm -hmm. that would keep me playing is like there's more stuff to get so i can get more games i can get more content yeah so i want a higher score i want to find my cartridge the next time i go to my mom's and see what molly and i unlocked to see if we unlocked all the stars because i have a memory of getting all the stars but i want to see if that memory is real or not yeah um what's weird is i didn't so I felt like I played the game an okay amount as a kid, but mm-hmm. I didn't remember the games until I played them here, which is interesting where I remembered the act like the game, but I didn't remember the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I, I don't know that. if it's they just don't have a lasting impression or I just wasn't something that hit like as I didn't play the game a lot. I mean, they I are hyper, hyper simple games. I mean, they are they are WarioWare tier. It's it's like what if a WarioWare like micro game? But was not a extended and you played it for five minutes. Also, you're not doing goofy stuff like, I don't know, removing his nose hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's overall this it was it was this was. It's it's it's. It, I'm glad that it's part of the Nintendo service. And it's one of those things where it's like this isn't a must. No, and it's not like you know, it's not like a big epic experience that you have to that you have to have. But it's pretty nice to have if you want to just burn 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. It's cute. And you don't have to, there's no investment. Yeah, there's zero. Like, it's not even as much investment as starting Super Mario World. <laughs> right? Or, or Significantly less than that. It's, it's just turn it on, try the game out, turn it off if you don't want to play it. Yeah. And that and actually I, makes it kind of perfect for Switch. Like, it's, it's a good thing to have there if you, if you just have you know 15 minutes to burn and you just want some mindless fun for a little bit it's and, it's good for that it's it's really all it is it's all it needs to be and i like the the gallery because they have so if you go into the museum you can see the game and watches um they have like a little factoid about it like here it was released here or it was released at this time you know in japan only or uh it was the oh and like what it looked like originally Mm. And I think that's really neat. I like yeah. I like little museum pieces like that that unlock when you have more stars and stuff. There was apparently a, an Atari collection recently that came out 
that was really good with that. Oh, neat. It had like it had stuff all the way from like the 2600 up through the Jaguar. And within that, it had a lot of uh, it had just a lot of history pieces, a lot of like interviews with developers and old ads. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's I mean, that's what um, I liked about the turtle collection. Yeah. And and just like images of like what the original hardware looked like and stuff like that. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's it fun. seems like it was it. See, I didn't buy it, but I saw some people just kind of like poke around with it. And it seems like it's a really fun version of that. I mean, that that is a selling point for collections of old video games for, for me personally, mm-hmm. like the the and I mean, it's at the time this would have been equivalent to that, right? Because this came out in the end of the 90s for a game yeah. that came out effectively. Some of these games came out almost 20 years before that. <laughs> when you think about that, it's kind of cool. Like a yeah. Game Boy Color game having a collection of games from, you know, 15, 20 years earlier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, all I got to say. I mean, that's, that's the Game & Watch Gallery, I think. I don't know. As as promised, we didn't have that much to say. There's not, I mean, it's, they're little simple, fun, functional Tiger Electronics games. Um, I think the, the addition of the modern mode, so that it's not just playing a Game & Watch game. Mm-hmm. makes it feel a little bit more video gaming but there's still like very very one note there is one objective per game and just you just do it for as long as you can yeah i think one of the more interesting facts about the game and watch series is that the first collection of this was a european only collection hmm or I think it was Europe and Australia but it was just the game boy gallery and it just had the games there, there i don't believe it had like modern or classic mode it was just interesting the games that were there and then game and watch gallery came out which i don't know if those i, I think that those had i think the game and watch gallery s- series not not game boy gallery game boy gallery was the one that was f- with europe and, and australia right, but right, then right. the game and watch galleries came out and that was where one two and three uh all, were all released but yeah technically the japan had one less which is always interesting to me from games from that time when you find out oh there were games made for regions that weren't just japan and I guess Game Boy Gallery was one of them. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah, it was cool. So I, I enjoyed it. I don't think I would go back and play like a ton of it after this, but I'm glad that I like know what a Game & Watch Gallery game is now. Yeah, there's, there's a chance I'll boot it up at some point to play for a little bit or be like, hey, Molly, check it out. Remember, we used to play this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then other than that, you know, that's it. Just yeah. like this, Just like this podcast. It's over. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm.